Welcome to Center Stage. My name is Mark Gordon. On this show, we're going to talk with Yuval Adler. He's the director of a new thriller called Sympathy for the Devil. It stars Nicolas Cage and Joel Kenneman. So stay tuned. Center Stage, Center Stage, Center, Center, Center Stage. Center Stage. I was looking at your bio and you started out uh, as a mathematician and then you went yes. into went into philosophy. How did that inform you as a filmmaker? Uh, this is a great question. I don't know the answer to I know that uh, philosophy uh, is really about, you know, according to Aristotle and Plato already is about wonder. It's about you know, experiencing the wonder of things, the childlike wonder of things. Why are things this way and not that way? And I think as a filmmaker, it's the same posture. Like you have to see the ordinary as extraordinary. You have to see the, so there is, it's not necessarily influence, but I don't think it it works on different parts of the brain. You know, you have to to be able to see and look and be open to stuff. And then you have to be, to still have this child, to be infantile, like I am at my age, to be still a child and be, look at stuff and and be excited about about it, even the most banal somehow, you know. Please, please stay a child. Please, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I've done in my life. Yes. Well, I, I noticed there seems to be a recurring theme in your films, and it's about secrets. And... As an yeah. avid film fan, secrets are really important to movies because if we know what's going to happen, if we find out the secret too soon, it ruins the story. Uh, you yeah. have um, this current film, Sympathy for the Devil, and then you also had Secrets We Keep, which are kind of, right. they follow that, that same kind of accusation about somebody who they think they are, are they that person? Yeah. And yeah. from an audience member, we sit there and, I mean, with sympathy for the devil, I was totally confused and yeah. I loved it. I loved being confused uh, because you didn't reveal your hand too soon. So tell me about the idea of secrets in cinema. Uh, I think, yes, it's it's also like I, I did a couple of th- films that involved spying, you know, Bethlehem, my breakout film and, and the operative with Dan Kruger was like about spying. And it's also about that you have a secret identity or that you have a sick, you have a persona that is a secret. And that's, I think, what's related here because it's about assuming a different persona, having a past or having a side of you that you're hiding. I don't know uh, what it is, exactly why I'm drawn to it. I mean, I'm working through it in therapy. I'm not, I don't have any answers yet. But it's, Aren't we uh, all? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. It's like, what do you want to tell? Like, it's just come out, you know? Uh, but uh, I, this idea that we have this public persona and we have this uh, person that we're, you know, this the stuff that is completely private and we hide, the, you know, that I'm very interested in that. And uh, in, in, you know, in secrets, it was like, yeah, it was literally almost the same thing. Secret, you know, but uh, but the spy, I connected to the spy films, the, the films that are about, you know, that you, because that's what, again, I don't want to spoil, but like the idea, what does the spy do? The spy kind of, uh, a real spy that goes for many years to country, creates a life and then lives that life. Um, 
somehow like you do a game, like, but it's, it's their real life, but it's also kind of something they affect. And sometimes we feel that our life is like that, that we're affecting it. We're kind of participating in this game, but maybe it's not exactly us or whatever. So I'm very interested in that, you know? This is your fourth feature film. Yeah. You've done shorts, obviously. What did you learn about making this film? And uh, what are those lessons that you brought from the previous films that you brought to this new film? Um... You know, I this uh, this film. Every film you you make mistakes also that you don't want to repeat in the next film. You know, every film there's things you say, oh, I should have done it better or otherwise, or I didn't push it, or I will, I wasn't fanatic enough, I wasn't crazy enough, I didn't demand, you know, I didn't fight for stuff enough, and I kind of uh, had that coming into this from my last film i was like i didn't fight enough for this or i wasn't fanatic enough about this and in this one i was like also it was about after two years of covid so i was like at home two and a half years i was at home i was like the unibomber just sitting there just trying thinking about how to blow shit up and what i was very i was like i need to get out of here you know <laughs> and suddenly i got this film so i came and i was like that's it i'm putting every, like i'm not messing around like this is it i'm pushing everybody insane you know to, uh, to pushing everybody to you know to 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 get the most i can get from this and also i have cage and i have kinnaman here and it's like that it's not I, that's it. it like you do it like you're it's it's this or that you know what i mean i really had that attitude here in in this one especially and uh um i think i uh, you know the the thing that you learn for, for me was you become more comfortable with the process, meaning, okay, things change in the writing, and then things change during the, the shooting, and then things change again during the editing. And don't worry if things are not exactly, you know, certain things you know already in the shooting that you can fix in the editing, or you can take them to the next level in the editing, or you can, you know what I mean? So you can, you're actually a little more relaxed with the process, and you can let the accidents happen. You can go with the flow with the actors when the actors do something that you like. You know what I mean? You can, it's, it's, you're more comfortable. So that's, that's basically my experience here was I was more comfortable and I had very little time. It was like 28 days. Mm. You know? And we shot, it was very complicated film to shoot technically because of all the driving and the LED. And it was like, and, and still, you know, we did it and, and I got really very happy. I'm very happy with this film. And I'm not always happy with my films. A lot of times I come out of it and I'm like, oh, why? This one, I'm very happy with it. It's interesting you say that because I think that's why you're a good artist. Because I think once an artist is satisfied with their work, then it's yeah. going to come banal. Yeah. No, typically I'm like, really, whatever. In this film, there was so many things that could have gone wrong and did go wrong. And oh, eventually... what, what, like what? What, what, what went wrong? We had, it's like initially the LED stuff didn't work. Like we were all new to it. The studio that we did it with, a great facility, they didn't know a lot of stuff. We didn't think we were going to pull it together. Suddenly last minute it pulled together. Um, we um, we um, had storms, you know, we're in Vegas. We're shooting whole nights, okay? And the nights are short. Like in Vegas, it's only dark at 8.30 or 8.45. And then it's light again at 5 a.m. So this is like, what is it? Like nine to five, it's like 
what is it, nine to it's like eight hours or eight and a half hours of dark, which is crazy. A film should they should be twelve hours, right? <laughs> eight hours, eight and a half. Okay, so so you start with that, right? And then we have three days consecutive days of storms of these uh, what do you call them? Um, Sandstorms or no 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 like storms like oh hail rain. was it uh, uh, like uh, um, I forget what they call them but like it's like real storms like with crazy rain monsoon monsoon yeah. yeah did you see did you see in the in the in the film like the, the some shots you have kind of uh, thick clouds and 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 lightning do you see it right remember in the film you see it it's real it's not like we it's not special effects. Like it's the storm coming that's about to shut us down and we're shooting just before it shut us down. So it's like we had three nights where it was raining like crazy at 8 p.m. Like we're about to start shooting, it starts raining. We're like in apocalypse now, like equipment, under plastic, people standing there, whatever. And everybody says to us, Nick says to me, oh, this never happens to Vegas in the first day. Oh, it's so weird. It's good. It's rain. We need rain. It never happens. Okay, great. One day. Next day, same thing. Third day, same thing. And everybody in Vegas... Oh, we never had it like this. Well, if you never had it like this, why am I getting it now? You know what I mean? Why, what, you know? And it's like, and it still worked out. Like we had some, some days that were suddenly four hours to shoot instead of eight because of a storm, you know? What's well, so, almost like the, it's almost like the lightning is foreshadowing events to take place. Exactly. exactly. And the storm. And it's interesting that Nicolas Cage did leaving Las Vegas and now he returns. Yes. Yes, exactly. What did you, um, how do you go about shooting the film? Because all the films that I've seen of yours, and I've only, this is the one that I've watched the full thing, but I've looked at trailers and clips from mm. your other films. The cinematography is just beautiful. And the oh, way, cool. and, and I can see the challenge being in a car, the, yeah. that you're in that tight space. But just the way that you went in with the editing and the cinematography was was beautiful. Tell me about that and how you go about creating these images to tell your story. I mean, here it was the 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 uh, the, the the advantage of this film is that it has really like only three setups. OK, that are that are distinct. One is driving, which was like 35 percent of the film, like a little more than a third driving. Then outside Vegas night, you know, by a road, black desert behind them, whatever. And then the diner and the outside of the diner with a fire. But like, that's it. Like in, in a typical film, you have many, many locations here because you have just basically three looks. We just we could keep the look very, you know, we could keep everything very contained and controlled, like black night, red diner, red Nick, Nick's jacket and Nick hair. Uh, yellow burning fire. Like th those are the elements. It's like primary colors, like boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? And my DP here, uh, Steve Holleran, did a great job of keeping this look consistent. And we shot things with wide lenses. We moved the camera with the, uh, with the characters, but not in a two, except for certain places. We try not to do it too um, move for the sake of move, but kind of just kind of move with the movement of the actors in space. And um, and yeah, and it was just um, the setup, uh, Steve's, you know, the, and um, and and kind of having a world, you know, the diner, for example, it's the one big set that we built. Burns Burns are are 
our uh, production designer did a great job and like we could open it we can open things and and keep things that you see the actor and the world you know not straight you know a, a, a narrow shot to a face out of focus no a wide shot a person a world you know and i really like that uh, in this film um where did you come up with the title for this film that's the script the, the oh, that's how it got uh, it look that's how i even read it like 10 years ago the first time it was like simply for the devil oh so you've been with this project for 10 years ah no it, yeah, it, yeah it's it's actually a funny story it's like i when my breakthrough film bethlehem came out 10 years ago i had this moment in hollywood where you read scripts you know they send you a bunch of scripts to read and i read that and that was one of the only scripts i like usually they send you a really bad script you know this one was really good and i pitched to the producer to get the job i want to direct it like you know and they didn't give it to me and then i uh every three or four years i was like you know that was 2016 or 17 and i'm like wait a minute why am i not seeing this film made and i would look at imdb it's not made i emailed the producer well, what about sympathy oh wait we're still we're waiting we're in contract da, da, da. three years later 2019 what about sympathy oh we're still working on it then 2021 i sent my you know, biannual email. And they're like, we lost the right. It went back to the actor. So I'm like, really? How interesting. I called the actor myself, the writer, sorry. The right, the right went back to the writer. So I called the writer and we um, and convinced him and his team to sell it to me. And I bought a, the, an option on this um, uh, screenplay, which was early 2022. Like, And then it got made extremely fast, but complete lack. I mean, it's not typically it doesn't happen like that. It's only because I knew Joel from Sympathy, from Secrets, and Joel became available in the summer, and suddenly some agent clicked it. He said, oh, Yuval has a script. Joel is available. Joel and Yuval work great together. Why don't you read this? And Joel was on the top of our list for Driver. And suddenly, oh, there's a moment here that Joel can do it. Let's go. And then some, the guy said, Nick Cage is available. It's the same agent. We're like, what? Let's go. You know, and it, it, it's super fast. So I wasn't on it 10 years. I mean, 10 years, somebody else was on it, didn't want me. Then when I got it, it got made in three months. It's really funny, you know, but again, it's not because I'm smart. It's because I was lucky. No, I, I think you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> not in that. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think are the uh, three most important elements of making a film? Uh, casting, uh, script, casting, and, you know, the directing. You know, those are the three... Those are the three big things. You gotta get a good script, you gotta cast it right, and you gotta direct it right. You gotta put it together right. Like that's basically the holy trinity, I think. Well, now there is a notion that you have the star of a film, and the mm -hmm. film is the star, and mm -hmm. you're bringing in uh, Nicholas Cage and Joel. Actually, he has his. He's got a really impressive body of work as well. Sure. But Nick Nicholas Cage has been out there a lot longer, and when you bring somebody in like that, are you concerned that they're they are going to be the film and not support the film? Um, no, I I it's more about control. You're trying to control what's going on, you know, as a director. You want it to be a certain way. On the other hand, you want the actors to bring stuff and 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 to to go with what they bring you know i did bethlehem with my first film the three main actors were non-actors when i when i when i got them when i cast them 
and I just wrote what the sensibility that they bring. Here, on the other hand, I have these super actors that are both super experienced, much more than me, both of them. And they also uh, bring, um, uh, especially Nick, because Nick comes with this, you know, whole attitude about how he wants to do it, how it's going to, uh, you know, so with Nick, it was like a lot of times it was perfect. It was, you know, we were in harmony, but there were a few times that we weren't, you know, and he wanted to take it a certain way I didn't want. And, you know, we got into a bunch of those. But then when we started shooting, it was all cleared and we were in exactly the same place. And it was all very kind of, um, we got into a resonance. Like he would do something, I would react to it. It would egg him up, you know, it was like perfect. Do you but, ever, uh, um, when you're shooting a film, like with this film and you're watching performance, do you ever get so caught up in the performance that you forget you're making a film and you're just experiencing reality? Uh, I don't think that's possible for me. You're, you're in such pressure and there's all this shit going around you and you're aware that this guy wants you to finish and the makeup wants, you know, whatever. But there are moments that the performance is so good that you get it in your, you feel it, you move, because a lot of time it's technical. You, 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 it's like you know what you want and you know, you know, you've seen it so many times, you don't feel it anymore. So you know when it's good, but it's like a cerebral. But sometimes they do something, and I remember there was with Nick, the, this walk he does between the trucks, if you remember, and he tells the story that he did it once after many takes that was so good that it was like suddenly you feel it, like you've watched it the first time. And then, you know, you say it, this is it, like, yeah, I felt it, you know, it's it, this is it, you know. Um, it happens sometimes. Mm. Uh, not all the time. A lot of times it's like you know it's good, even though you're still... You've seen it a million times. You're caught up in stuff, so you you still you, you say it's great, but it's not that feeling that you are like an observer. In, what yeah. you're saying, you're I'd, immersed in the performance. I'd be sitting there going, uh, uh, "Mark, you're supposed to say cut, uh, but I I can't. I'm watching this thing." <laughs> exactly. What do you like best about the process, and what do you like least about filmmaking? The best is when it comes together. There's nothing like it. When it's you put it together and it works, or these moments happen, and and the excitement of it, and it, also in the beginning of it, when you it's still a fantasy and it's not real. You can fa it's a fantasy that can be better than anything because it's a fantasy. Just like when you're writing, it's like a fantasy. It's not. It didn't hit the uh, friction. It, there's no friction with reality yet. You know. But all, uh, but on the set, there's this high you get when things work. And on the editing, when they look, you, you see a scene and it works. And so there's nothing like it. The thing that is hardest in filmmaking, one of the things is, first of all, again, this thing we said before, that you it's hard to many times to, you see things, you read that line, hear that joke so many times that you... You can't experience it anymore, so you don't know if it's good, and 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 you think it's good because you you remember that when you heard it in the beginning, before you heard it a hundred more times, it made you laugh. But you so a lot of times you work kind of in this disconnected way, and also the fact that sometimes you lose control over the thing, like it just happens to you. You know, you come to the set and. You said that to them, I want this uh, wall yellow, and they pointed orange, but I wanted it yellow. I told you, didn't you see the email from that night? No, it's orange. We can't change it now because we don't have time. I don't care. I told him yellow. I want yellow. 
you know, and 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 you have to take take it orange just because you know what I mean. And that and it happens all the time. That car is not what I wanted. There's a bump on it. I can't shoot it. You have to shoot it. It's kind of constantly like these compromises that sometimes it just drives you crazy. You know. What about when you have an actor that does that? That you know that whole notion of well, what's my motivation? Or they want to change a line because they think it's better and you don't. Uh, I didn't have that a lot. I mean, I typically, you know, I, um, I, 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 it's about sometimes actors want to change a line or whatever. And typically we do it before the set. It happens in rehearsals. It's not on the set. And a lot of times you say, okay, uh, a lot of times you can agree with them or you get a compromise. A lot of times you, you, Sometimes you have, you can lose that fight. I mean, I wouldn't accept losing that fight if it doesn't make sense to me. If it's not a big deal, sometimes, okay, you can do that. Sometimes you do both versions, and then I can edit the version I like, which is the best. And then... Uh, <laughs> sometimes, you know, with Nick, I'll tell you what happens with Nick. Sometimes Nick does stuff uh, that I didn't agree with, that I didn't see. Like, I don't know, remember in the film, he sits in the diner, he suddenly looks at Joel, and he starts making that face, like, out of nowhere, like... You know, like this face, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he always did that in rehearsal. And well, I that's he asked he asked Joel a question. Yeah, he exactly. wants him to. He, he and then when Joel doesn't answer right away. Exactly, but it's a kind of a it's very big, and I wasn't sure about it. Okay, I was like, really, isn't it too weird? Like, you know what I mean? I don't want it to become too. You know, I wanted to keep a certain line, so I wasn't sure about that, right? But I was not going to fight with him on it because I can easily cut it. Yeah. So fine, do it. You know, I'm not going to get into, I have other fights, right? So he does it. But then in the editing, I start to get used to it. And then I see that it's brilliant. But I didn't mm -hmm. see it on the set. You know what I mean? In the set, I was like, let him just do it and I'll cut it. You know? So he was ahead of me. He knew it's going to work there. And a few times it was like that, you know? Uh, even that line, you know, it's, I'm not revealing in the trailer when he's leaning into him and he says, he, the line was, you know, George says, I have an emergency. And the line was, Nick's line was, I'm your fucking emergency now. Like, that's the line on the script. And Nick says, he comes and says, no, I want to say, I'm your family emergency now. So initially, we're like, is that really better? But then, yes, it is really better. Like, it's like, that's now a great line. I'm your family emergency now. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of times, you know, you're, he, he comes up with stuff, you're behind him. A lot of times, it's the opposite. He does stuff, he doesn't work, you know, whatever. But, like, that's why it's collaboration. Well... Yoval Adler, thank you so much for um, for taking this time to come center stage. And the film opens up on July 28th. And best of luck with the opening and thank your you. future projects. Thank you, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. And I'm your family problem now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a rest right. of a great day. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Until next time, this is Mark Gordon. And I'll see you center stage. Center stage. Hello, this is Homer Simpson. Whenever I want to know what's going on in the entertainment world, I listen to Center Stage with Mark Gordon. <laughs>